and welcome to another episode of the Creepy Tech Podcast. This week, we are going to do a deep dive into eye buying. By now, I'm sure most of you have seen those ads that show how beautiful your dream house could be and how easy home buying will be. Through eye buying, all you have to do is create an account, browse for or list a home, enter some key information, and within days, you have a new house or have just sold your current house. Yes, dreams do come true. Well, not all dreams. What most people don't realize is that there's much more to buying a house online than meets the eye. This week, we'll talk about how companies like Redfin, Opendoor, and Zillow offer such an easy eye-buying process and what possible issues could pop up along the way. Let's jump right in. What is an eye-buyer and the eye-buying process, really? Well, an eye-buyer is basically a company that buys homes instantly usually without seeing the property. These companies use the data that they've amassed over the years and other technology, for instance, an automated valuation model, to estimate the value of the property. They calculate the going market rate for a home of your size, age, location, features, and condition. I would go further to say that these calculations can also include things like how much they can offer to get a purchase accepted based on the owner and any other data that they have collected on them. They can also go as far as calculating how much they can sell the property for after the purchase as well, as well as who their target customer would be for the sale. They typically offer cash offers and can complete the sale in a very short amount of time. Currently, there are a few key players in the iBuying world, such as Zillow, Opendoor, Redfin, Offerpad, Knock, as well as a whole bunch of other ones. But this week, we're just going to focus on the ones that I've listed off. So there's a few benefits to selling your home um, via an iBuyer. Um, and these iBuyers exist for a few key reasons. Number one, they're trying to solve the problem of time. In a case where you need to sell or buy a home quickly, the usual route, which is finding a broker or solo listing and then waiting to find the perfect buyer or home may not be an option for you. In this case, you need to buy or sell a home fast and they make that as easy as possible for you. Number two, they provide individuals looking to buy or sell a home, a streamlined process that cuts out agents, commissioning, marketing costs, funding, and all of the things that come with the standard housing industry. This and the time-saving aspect are their main selling points. Number three, they're also trying to make money. iBuyers want to buy your home at as low of a price as you are willing to let it go for because they intend on selling it at a higher price to collect a profit. The incentive for you to work with them is simply your save time and hassle. Between the major iBuying companies, there seems to be a pretty standardized process. You basically create an account, you enter in the information for your house, then you select a timeline for closing, and then you wait for an offer. The offer Timeline ranges from instantly all the way up to about 48 hours. In most cases, the iBuyer will provide an assessor to then come to your property to inspect and assess the condition of your property, as well as establish a value for your home. One common characteristic of these offers is that it's typically below market value for a house fitting your home's characteristics and features. 
Once the inspection is complete and you decide to accept an offer, as well as agree to include any cost for repairs or any additional fees, then the process should be complete within a few days. It could take up to a week sometimes or sometimes up to 60 days. Some companies like Redfin even allowed sellers or buyers to select the closing date depending on their schedules. So it's pretty quick. Additionally, each of these companies charge a fee ranging from 5% on the lower end to about 8% on the higher end of their services. So depending on the offers available, this fee could end up being either pretty amazing or pretty significant. For example, one Reddit post stated that, quote, we are both considering going with OfferPad who offered $193,000 with a 7.5% fee. This seemed too good to be true to me, and I was wondering if their offer is based on a perfect house and will the offer drop after inspection, end quote. So at this price, the resulting fee comes out to about $14,475. This is not including things like closing costs, which you'd still have to negotiate or other fees which can show up in the form of charges for repairs for damage in your home that they do find during the inspection. Another Reddit post stated that stated that this is the number one absolute guaranteed to happen component. Offerpad wants to cut costs. They want you to do the repair so they can flip it back. The inspection reports are hilarity. What's even funnier is touring one of their listed properties that have some terrible repairs. While reading other reviews, I found more of the same from individuals who sold or bought through an iBuyer. One other post stated that, quote, our home is five years old. There's nothing wrong with it. They factor in things like repainting in the primary offer, so the inspection doesn't reduce it. But here's the kicker. The Zillow representative that came to the inspection with a contracted inspector recommended that they reduce the offer because of its proximity to a freeway and some warehouses. This is Houston, so that is like half the city, end quote. For sellers looking to sell a home so that they can relocate and purchase another home in their new location, the price that they do end up selling for impacts their ability to find a new home and be able to actually purchase it. When time is an issue, they may end up taking an offer that leaves them in buying limbo for the next few years, especially since the housing market has been at an all-time high for at least the past three to five years. So you may be wondering, is it worth it? And how do you even find an iBuyer or how does an iBuyer find you? Do they track you down or do they just wait for sellers to come to them or buyers to come to them? Well, at this point, I'd have to say a bit of both, really. So at the height of the iBuying craze, companies like Zillow or Redfin really didn't need to spend money to find sellers and buyers. The initial press releases announcing their foray into iBuying brought everyone directly to them. Since they already have such a large presence in the real estate industry, their companies are first in mind to consumers. Like, I'm not really in the market for a home either to buy or to sell, but sometimes I do find myself on the Zillow website just window shopping. And I know a bunch of us actually do that. So anyway, after the initial like interest into iBuying, it didn't take long for the competition to heat up with companies like OfferPad, Knock, Opendoor, who were making waves with their complimentary offers. For example, Knock actually acted more like a trade-in home purchasing service rather than a simple instant buy or sell service provider. They offered an easier way to sell your current home and buy a new home at the same time. 
And on the other hand, other companies started including things like moving services in their whole package. So understandably, these companies needed to start actively finding and securing their customers through marketing. In 2018, one Redditor explained that, quote, we did not approach Open Door to sell our house. The company has actively been reaching out to homeowners themselves in our general area due to property and home value rising. This is why I'm mentioning Orlando as the specific city, because chances are, if you are in that area, you may hear from them yourself, end quote. And this was in 2018. It's safe to assume that back then they were already using the data that they had collected and analyzing the markets and cities and all of that, right, to figure out who their target market would be. So the rest of the review basically focused on the subpar experience that they went through, stating that they did not only receive a lowball offer, but that they were also quoted $12,000 in repairs after the inspection. And the inspection results included things like $200 to replace three light bulbs. They did not end up going through with the sale, and they ended the review with the following quote. So do I think that you should completely run away from them as soon as you see their name? Not necessarily. The free inspection, the quickness of the process, not needing to stage your home, and the lack of strings attached before closing is great. Just don't go in completely doe-eyed without asking questions or researching while acting desperate to sell, end quote, which is all great advice on how to deal with an iBuying company. Currently, these companies are advertising as well as reaching out to specific homeowners and buyers that fit their target markets. And as I covered in the data broker episode earlier this season, they use the data collected about your online behavior, your background, education, where you work, how much you earn, how much you spend, and all of that information to determine whether or not you would be an ideal customer for them. This all sounds pretty stressful and like they know a whole bunch about you before you even know anything about them, right? And to me, it sounds pretty stressful. You may start thinking, one, I'd probably end up selling for less than I wanted to, and I may also still have to negotiate and play hardball. But really, if you think about it, that doesn't sound too different from the usual process, right? What else could there be? One other thing that comes to mind is the impact to the economy. So in an article on consumeraffairs.com, they actually explain the following. Many consumers have been unable to escape the steady increase in housing prices wherever they turn. Even as increased mortgage rates dampen home sales, Prices are barely budging downward, at least not yet, end quote. And for those of us that have been saving and are finally ready to buy a home, we found ourselves in a housing market that just doesn't allow that to happen. The article actually further explains that the rise in single-family homes as investment tools has been no inconsequential trend. Data from CoreLogic, a data analytics firm, actually found that the investor share of single-family homes sold in the first quarter of 2022 was 28%, which is well above the 19% share a year earlier and the 16% share average from 2017 to 2019. We've all seen in the news that in addition to iBuying companies snatching up as many single-family homes as they can, it seems like there's a lot of hedge fund investors who are following suit. And unlike iBuyers, they aren't planning on flipping and selling these homes. They're hoping to make these homes into long-term rentals, meaning that these homes will be off-market indefinitely. My perspective on that is, for our parents and like previous generations, a home was one of the high-value investments that significantly contributed to the wealth generation within a family unit. 
With that off the table, we are now well behind where we should be in terms of creating financial stability. There's also a few more things that I'd like to cover on this. For the meantime, I'd just like to leave it at that, but I also want to cover the gamification aspects of iBuying, which I think are leading up to things like impulse spending on larger purchases. But I'll save that for a future episode that includes the whole buy now, pay later movement. In the meantime, I'll leave you with this TLDR Reddit post that sums it up pretty well. This Redditor said, quote, Open Door is a disorganized shit show. They will try to get every penny out of you that they can. But also, it's a disorganized shit show, so sometimes you might get a better deal than the offer you made at the cost of a few years off of your life due to stress, end quote. All right, that's all I have for you this week. This was a super short episode. If you find information that you'd love to share with me or you have thoughts on this episode, feel free to message me either email, DM on socials, or you can actually leave me a voice message on the Creepy Tech Anchor page. I would actually really love to share those on one of the episodes or make a full episode out of it. As always, If you have a quick moment, head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave me a review. I'd like to know what you think about what is going on. You can also follow me on IG at tech underscore creepy, on Twitter at tech creepy, and you can find the links that I mentioned in this episode on my website, elshampola.com. All right, till next time. Tech, 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 tech,